0: Investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at That's Corient.com. That's C O R I E N T.com. Corient.com. This episode of Flash TV Talk is brought to you by Equity CPA. Visit EquityCPA.com and stay tuned later this episode to find out what Equity CPA can do for you.
1: Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk.
0: welcome to flash tv talk the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews and more for the hit cw show the flash i'm bo and
1: i'm bell hell man how you doing tonight uh you know i'm doing all right man just uh came off uh legends podcast and so i'm you know juices are flowing ready to go all right well then, who knows maybe that means that uh
0: we are in for a special special episode i think after the episode the, the flash that we got this week there's certainly a lot to discuss a lot to speculate on uh we are coming at you a little bit late this week as uh bell had a hockey game last night and uh that's true you know i you know you you Told me, man, that you know, flash is first in your life, but but hockey is above that somehow, and that uh, and I, I accept that because I, I accept you.
1: Well, you know, when uh, when I start making uh, enough money to pay for my season tickets uh, with this podcast, then uh, you know, I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll shift those priorities around. Well, let me put it this way,
0: man. We're, we're happy to have the uh, the help that we are to be able to pay the bills at, at this point. And by the way, you can help us pay those bills. Head over to slash TV talk and become a patron, like our new patrons, Hiram uh, Hiram Reed. Welcome, Hiram Reed, at the super. Hero level. Also, we've got uh, Joey Gardino who is joining at the hero level. So both of you guys, thank y'all so much for helping make this show happen. By the way, a little quick update for patrons out there. A lot of y'all been asking about the shenanigans RSS feed. We've switched over our hosting client a couple episodes back and it has just caused all kinds of problems. It has been the worst, but I'm working on it. And What'd you do? What, it, it wasn't me. Some of the episodes ended up on the archive feed, so I'm not sure if they're all going to end up on the archive feed or if we'll have a an wholly separate altogether shenanigans feed. One way or the other, I'm getting that word. Worked out and sorted. Thank y'all so much for your patience on that, but we want to get y'all that additional content back to you in the most convenient way possible. More about that at Patreon.com/slash TV Talk. Also, we are a member of the DC TV Talk Network, and we want to encourage you to head over to DCTVTalk.com for all your DC TV talking needs. Great podcasts over there at DCTVTalk.com. All right, I think that's all the housekeeping items that needed to be discussed. Bell, are you ready for it? Let's jump into the rundown.
1: Let's do it. The The rundown. rundown.
0: Episode 15 of Season 4, Enter Flash Time, directed by Gregory Smith and story by...
1: Todd Helbing and
0: Sterling Gates. Yeah, this is one of those stories that needs a Helbing on it. Belle, what happened this episode?
1: Well, Jesse comes to Earth One so she can have a talk with her dad. Eco-terrorist Veronica Dale sets off a nuclear bomb, which Barry tries to stop. To do so, he enters a form of super speed known as Flash Time, where he moves so fast, time appears frozen. However, the bomb has already detonated, and he and Jesse can't stop it or save everyone with their super speed. They try to bring in Jake Garrick to help, but they are still unable to stop the bomb. Barry remains in flash time for hours, bringing each of his friends in in an attempt to find a solution. They discussed options such as freezing it or sending it to another Earth, but none of those solutions prove viable. Eventually, Iris gives him the idea to retrieve the quark sphere from the speed force to send a blast of speed force lightning at the bomb, which should be enough energy to disable it. Barry does so, throwing the sphere back into the Speed Force, saving Central City. Jesse and Jay return to their Earths, and Caitlin and Wells go for coffee where they encounter the mysterious girl. Bum, bum, bum. All right, man.
0: So I feel very much like this is the episode that I've been waiting for all season, Uh, maybe even all series long. This this episode, I mean, just cards on the table, getting it out of the way up front, Barry in the lead, whatever. I, I loved this episode.
1: Yes, it was it was great. And I'm, I'm really glad they finally kind of like introduced this concept because this is the kind of flash stuff that I've been expecting. Like there's been all sorts of moments in previous episodes and previous seasons where it's like Barry's a speedster. Why don't he just like do all these things in the blink of an eye? And now we finally get to see like what it's like in his perspective to do those things in a blink of an eye. And we, we know that the only reason he's able to do this is because he come out of the speed force. And so there's explanations for that. And it's just it was an all around just great episode.
0: And it's such a simple it's not even necessarily a screw up. It's just a simple situation to be in. Right. It's it's not some giant monster attacking the city. It's not some amazing, crazy supervillain. It, it's a bomb. It is a bomb that they missed the button, like like that has been detonated. It's so beautiful in its simplicity to create such a problem for Barry and the multiple flashes that
1: were actually pulled in on, on this, uh, you know, incident. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it was really neat to me because, you know, they're sitting there and the, the the cops are getting shot at. The cops are getting shot and uh, the bad guys are there. And, and I'm sitting there and it's like Barry just seems to be taking a sweet time. And I'm like, is he getting kind of jaded? Because he's like, yeah, I'm fast enough. I'll get there. And then all of a sudden he's not fast enough. He gets there after the bomb has gone off. And so it's like, oh, wow, now you're thrown up into this like, you know, crazy situation. But you're right. it's It's not like a giant monster we have to speed our way out of. It's like, how do we solve a problem where we literally have like microseconds to deal with it? And that that was just a really, really neat concept and an interesting way to solve it.
0: Yeah, you know, it also kind of allowed for Barry, you know, with, with the ability that we saw him and Iris use in the courtroom of him pulling them into Flash time, it allowed him to kind of utilize Team Flash as kind of the various, uh, you know, weapons in his arsenal, the various, uh, you know, supports in his toolkit, so to speak. I really enjoyed how he went about trying to figure out, you know, test different things, pull people in. And I noticed immediately, by the way, that when he was pulling him into flash time, you know, he had to hold on to him. He had to keep keep contact with them in order for them to stay.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it was a lot to do. I'm, I'm assuming he grabs them, vibrates to him at the same frequency that he is or something like that, or transferred speed force or whatever. But he has to have contact with them permanently while the effect lasts. Otherwise, they immediately leave the speed uh, speed force time or flash time.
0: Yeah, no. I definitely think it would had to do with him transferring the speed force I mean for one thing just the way that the effect worked I mean I, I, the effects man I mean yeah. I know it's just so simple in terms of like you know a, a light like a little lightning glow and everything else but it was done so well the way that it was like okay now I'm pulling you in oh now you're I'm putting you back you know now the speedster's falling out so now the the speed force is kind of you know there's the slipping out of uh, flash time it was it was brilliant.
1: Yeah, it was it was super cool. Like, and it it, just to see you know everyone else frozen and like you didn't need like crazy lightning effects all around. It was just the swirly lightning. You're in it, reaction from the character, and then it's speed force time. Everything else is frozen. It was just it was it was a really elegant way to to kind of give that effect, right? Because it's it's you know it's one thing to travel at a really fast speed and everything else would be appearing to be frozen in time. But unless your reflexes are that speed as well, you wouldn't be able to notice that everything's frozen because you're traveling so fast, right? but uh it's cool that barry is able to kind of like give people that same you know reflexes and 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 and, you know the speed force energy or whatever it is that allows them to think and to see and to experience all those things at the same speed that barry does and it's just a really elegant way to do it the little speed force lightning things and all of a sudden it's like bam everything's frozen what's going on (laughs) it's really really cool
0: (laughs) all right so before we dive into the various characters let's let's kind of talk about the the comparison that's in the room right i mean you know the way that we saw Quicksilver over on uh, over on the the Marvel side of uh, the the comic spectrum uh, when he was first introduced on the X Men uh, movies, and we saw him in this kind of quick uh, you know their version of Flash time essentially. You know he was running around, he was moving items. It was a very kind of cool use of that power. It was a big highlight in Days of Future Past, and then even then when he was brought back in X Men Apocalypse, and regardless of what you may have thought about that movie. It's hard to deny that his scene where he saves people from the explosion is not amazing. Like, that was just a brilliant moment in that movie. Oh, for sure. And I actually thought very specifically about that sequence, because obviously it's a very similar situation. We have a speedster, we have a bomb that has already gone off, but it's very different, right? For one thing, the blast is nowhere near the blast, like a a nuclear blast. But at the same time, Quicksilver comes in, he kind of looks at this, he's already kind of goofing around, he's kind of moving some stuff in and out of the way. He goes in, he's like, all right, well, down to business. And he kind of, you know, allows the uh, time to kind of speed up as he's getting people out of the way of the blast and everything else. Whereas with Flash, he doesn't have that luxury. He can't remove, you know, they go very specific into his limitations, which is crucial, man. Like that is, you know, it's the Superman problem. It's the Flash problem. You've already made mention of it. But what this episode allowed the flash to do and and just kind of speedsters in general it, it kind of said like you know we this universe has rules and these heroes have limitations yeah. and here they are on full display and that's what makes them interesting man limitations make for really good drama
1: they they really do and like that that's the thing that made it so interesting it's because you know, you, we we've talked about this before, where like you know, Flash is basically a god that that makes characters uninteresting. Superman has this problem, you know, all these kind of things. But like to see, it was really really neat to, to see to see it happen. Like you know, okay, so we see Cisco, yeah, it makes sense, and then you see Killer Frost, it makes sense. You see Harry, and it makes sense, but then you see Jay, and it's like, oh wow, okay, so speedsters, right? You know, they also have limits, and so it was it was it was really really cool to see. Like I saw the bead of sweat going down Jay's face, and I was like, uh oh. This is this is interesting. Like we're <laughs> we're up against a timeline here because you know Jay and then Jesse and then like Barry's got to be next. Like you know he can't keep this up forever, and so that that really adds tension to to the whole scene and it and it worked really really well. And it also shows the power difference between Barry, Jesse, and Jay. Yes,
0: yes, yes. I loved that, and I love they acknowledge the fact that yes, we are still dealing with a Barry who has been you know super powered from communing with the Speed Force, and so he is on a level that so far all other speedsters are not on. Uh, that being said, you know, he does still have those limitations. And so it does eventually catch up with him. Let's go ahead and start with the uh, the guests, right? Let's let's start with uh, with Jesse. So we knew that Jesse was coming back this episode. It was kind of teased out last week. And in many respects, this is kind of a good way to highlight what's been going on with Harry. Harry has taken a, a big backseat this season. And, and so this was kind of a, a good chance to kind of spend with him what did you think about the Jesse Harry storyline, man, with the, you know, the dead mom and everything else? Like, what were your feelings about
1: that? Man, that was a real sweet moment. Like, uh, I, I thought Tom Cavanaugh did a, just a bang up job with that. It was a very emotional scene. He did such an excellent job, you know, because cause Harry's just like, you know, this gruff, stoic facade all the time. Just to see him kind of like break down, you see him wipe a single tear from his eye and everything. And just that, that was just, it was a beautiful moment. And it's, and it's, and it's really neat just to see how it's like, he wants to talk about it, but he can't articulate as, as, as smart as he is, he can't articulate, he can't put into words the feelings that he has for Jesse's mom, his wife. And so it's, it was just, it was really neat. I was kind of, you know, I was thinking they were going to do something with the neural inhibitor thing to, to, to flip the script and make it so you could read minds. I didn't think that's how they would approach it and how they would do it. And it was just a beautiful moment there between him and Jesse where Wells can finally I- I express and show Jesse how much his wife and her mom mean to him and he doesn't even have to do it through words. They can share that moment where she can read his thoughts and see that that she is always on his mind. And that's just the kind of love that like you just can't put into words, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I all right, so I'll, I'll be honest, man. Like when this story was beginning and she was like, "Oh, I want to talk about mom and you know, she died many years ago and everything else." I thought, "Man, this storyline seems really forced and rushed like up front in the, in, in the beginning of it. Cause I'm like, man, where, where is this coming from? Like, we haven't really seen the basis of it. And I even got a little frustrated early on, like, okay, well, if this is what we're doing with, you know, Harry, I wish we had laid the groundwork before Jesse showed up to, to kind of get into some of this with what was going on with them so that it would be a little bit more powerful. That being said, they stuck the landing hard, man. You're exactly right. Like that scene where they're, they're doing kind of the mind meld and, and, you know, she's able to see his feelings and everything. I mean, it's it's one of Tom Kavanaugh's best performances thus far on the show. And that's saying something because the dude has range big time. So yeah, they they totally stuck the landing on on this particular storyline. I do feel it was a little bit rushed and I would have liked to actually see the work done a couple of episodes, you know, before this to kind of see what's been going on in his mind or or that perhaps, you know- Well, I mean,
1: they, they've kind of touched on it a little bit here and there, right? I mean- they never really said why he was kicked off Jesse's team. Uh, you know, he's always been kind of gruff. They, they've mentioned in other seasons, you know, his wife and, and her passing and stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. But, but it did it did kind of feel a little bit out of the blue. But like there, there's been there's been things there to kind of, you know, hint at it and remind us about it. But yeah, it did seem a little not, not necessarily rushed or forced, but just kind of out of the blue there. But uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. They did stick the landing and it was it was just a very well done scene.
0: Okay, so you already talked about the tech. Um, you know, we 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 have to address this, right? Like, you you saw the Brainiac symbol on on the tech.
1: I noticed that, and just kind of didn't pay it any minds, I right? Mean, I know they, yeah, I, I mean, I
0: saw the internet kind of reacting to this, and you know, there there are theories out there about you know certain characters and who they may or may not be. I you know, Brainiac is so tied to the Superman and Supergirl universe and mythos that I I just. It seems at this point that I, I I would be very shocked if, you know, Harrison Wells is going to create this unit like this Earth's version of Brainiac. I just don't think we're going to see Brainiac here, especially because they've dealt with Brainiac over on Supergirl or at least a uh, Brainiac 15, 19, 17 uh, Indigo, whichever one she is. So one way or the other, I, I just I don't think it's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I, we're, we're not going to have a Brainiac on Flash. Brainiac, Superman territory, Supergirl territory. And like you said, they've already they're already dealing with it. And in fact, what Krypton is going to deal with Brainiac too? Oh, big time! Yeah, absolutely. So I, I I would
0: be shocked. Now that being said, there could be this big multiverse. Maybe that's the crisis that's coming up as Brainiac is you know coming to all these different Earths and uh, to, he's in some like form a,
1: of the multiverse for like worlds to conquer and stuff. You know what? Hey, maybe there might be something there. But no, I just
0: I don't think that's it. Now, that being said, the progression of this mind technology, I think, is leading to something that we speculated in previous episodes, man. I think that this is leading to giving Flash the ability to jump into to project his mind into somebody else's mind. Right. So like we, we may do you know, we may see the thinker versus the Flash on some sort of mental plane before the, uh, the season is done. I'm, I'm sticking with that and I think that's where the tech is going.
1: Well, see that would be interesting too because uh, you know you take away Flash's biggest advantage is that it's, he has his speed now granted you know he can also think fast yeah yeah speed of thought so that's the question is like with transporting like if they were to fight in some sort of like mental playground kind of thing would he still have his speed of thought you know i guess it depends on you know whose mind they fight in right uh because he obviously wouldn't have super speed i wouldn't think but yeah the speed of thought thing is really really interesting which is also something they haven't really touched on since you know he'll read a book fast you know maybe like once a season but uh well you know, he would think- I mean, think about what happened this episode. I mean, he was doing a lot of thinking in in the midst of the you know
0: picoseconds that were going on at that time. So you know, technically
1: he he was. That is true. Very fast. Yeah. but that- that, that, that yeah and that yeah you know what you're absolutely right that that is a a good visual representation of what super thought would look like everything else like he's thinking at you know quote normal speed to him but he's thinking so fast that everything else is 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 frozen down we got a visual representation of it this time i don't know you but you, would, you know you would think with that super speed that maybe he'd be able to think of ideas like you know hundreds you know hundreds of ideas a second and they would show that in other times but he's you know constantly asking other people for advice uh <laughs> when he's supposed to be like you know pretty smart it's, it's interesting
0: we get another reference to the fact that uh Jesse does have her own team, uh, Team Jesse Quick, uh, back on Earth 2. Yeah, she does show up. She's she's got an apology box uh, from Earth Two. These boxes, man, this is the interdimensional DMs for whatever reason. But
1: uh, yeah, they just can you think about that? Like, if you had to send like every time you apologized or broke up or whatever, you had to buy some like what looks seemingly expensive this box. And there's a whole industry selling boxes for various different social constructs. Where it, that, that must be the most impersonal society in the multiverse, where instead of like doing something face to face, you just mail them a box and then you just like, yeah, you it's know what just, it's, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's such a I like the, here's
0: here's my here's my theory on that. I think that there's a Cisco of Earth like like twenty nine and he opened up this business. He had this great idea like, oh, you know this is a uh, this is a box, it's a breakup box and that's a thing, and I'm gonna breach these all around the world and people could buy them from me. They breach to earth twenty nine my little uh, box shop up here, and that's how you communicate. The, uh, across the multiverse. And and he's and he's no, a gazillionaire. It, yeah. He's making like like stupid tons of money because he's infinitely selling these boxes to well, not infinite. I guess they have said there's only fifty-two Earths, but still he's doing he's, yeah. he's doing all right.
1: Well, no, yeah, it's, it's the Cisco of that earth wanted to break up with the breacher of that earth and whatever their like you know relationship was, but he didn't want to do it face to face because he was scared ah. of her. So he starts this idea on you know earth two about breakup boxes, and like he does it and like she gets mad at him. He's like, No, 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 this is like this is like a real thing. Uh, it's on Earth two. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, you're a breacher. You know, I'm a nope. breacher. I thought it, I thought you might, you know, appreciate the fact of me using another Earth's thing for you, <laughs> even though I'm breaking up with you. No, Please no, I love me. this. I love this. So he had the idea for
0: this breakup box, and it doesn't play over well, but it's still a good idea. So then he goes to the multiverse version of like Shark Tank, and then like you know he he gets like you know it's the Mr Wonderful of Earth uh, three and Mr. Uh, you know, Mark Cuban of Earth, you know, seven, 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 five, and you know, like all of these different uh, multiverses, they fund it, and that's that's how the breakup boxes came to be. Anyway, one way or the other, man. Cisco does introduce us into a new uh, new line of cursing here with son of a breach.
1: <laughs> that was pretty good. It's
0: great, man. Now, of course, uh, Cisco does. I felt like his Flash was dealing with this bomb c- scenario. His mental process was similar to the rest of the audience. I mean, my first reaction to this was. Okay, have Cisco
1: breach it out of there. Do you want to know what my first reaction was? Yeah, what's up? And I wish I could remember the uh, the issue number of the Flash, but it's uh one where a a a, a nuclear bomb goes off in a city of North Korea, oh, and yeah. the Flash pulls everyone out of the city and brings them out of the uh, fallout range and blast range, saves every person in the city in like one one millionth of a second or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, it says like at 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 thirteen fifty seven local time, a low nucle- uh, a nuclear a low yield nuclear warhead exploded, and then at thirteen fifty seven and point zero 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 one microseconds, half a million Koreans seemed to materialize on a hilltop thirty five miles away from the blast. Oh wow. So he just like poof. Yeah. That that that's that's what I think they were gonna go with. Like that I was they're gonna get all the speedsters and then all of them are just gonna like go and just start grabbing people and running and running and running and running. And but then I was like, wait, no, then the entire city would be destroyed. You can't really <laughs> it's a central city's a character in this show just as much as anybody else. So it'd be kind of hard yeah. to like go on from there.
0: Well, and they even established that for whatever reason, they don't have it in them to be able to rescue like literally every single person. And actually we saw that, right? Like we saw that they were on borrowed time in flash time. And so, uh, you know, then likely the longer they run, they ran, uh, the more, more they were burning uh, speed force or burning time or, or whatever their, their energy sources in that moment.
1: Uh, yeah. And that's what I really liked about that. Cause you know, they talked about, let's just pick the bomb up and run it away. And Barry said that we couldn't because, you know, picking it up. And interacting with it would uh accelerate the rate at which it explodes so, like the second they touched it, it would just detonate. Yeah. And uh and not not necessarily like, you know, bringing it to flash time, but just by virtue of accelerating it and like, you know, the the time dilation and whatnot would just cause the thing to detonate. And, like I thought that was a really neat way to step like sidestep that issue, right?
0: Yeah, that's good. So he tries Cisco. Um obviously Cisco can't open a breach because while he's in flash time, Jay gets the idea, well, maybe we should, you know, let's try Caitlin, let's try cooling it. That was the one that I was a little bit kind of confused about. Like, oh wait, this is happening the exact same way it happened with Cisco. Like, why? Why on earth, if Cisco can't open a breach, why would like the Frost be able to leave her? Uh, no, no, in- no. That
1: wasn't an issue with it. I think the issue was that uh, it was it was too draining, too taxing on her physically. Like, Cisco couldn't open the breach because there wasn't enough time to open it. But with Killer Frost, she didn't have enough energy. It was it was too physically taxing for her to actually freeze the stuff. Oh,
0: all right. So that's not what I got from that. I got that it was the same type of deal where, like, she was sending out the frost, but it it wasn't, you know, like once it left her body, there wasn't the time there that that it had to connect with the explosion or, or with the with the bomb.
1: No, I, I think it was just the the energy requirement because, like, she's already expending a great deal of energy being in flash time, just period. Yeah. and then, uh, you know, having to to. Because that, that 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 that's like a huge undertaking to to dump enough energy into that blast to freeze it. Uh, and so that's just magnified thousands of times by being in, in flash time. So it was just taxed her too much and she couldn't do it. Killer Frost calls Caitlyn Katie. I noticed that. I was like, who's Katie? Oh, Caitlyn. That's right. <laughs> well, so that I'll, I'll be honest.
0: At first, I thought like, wait. Katie, I was like, does Killer Frost have like a like a side relationship going on that we don't know about? And then that's, you know, it, it caught up after that fact. I was like, oh, yeah, of course, K- uh, Caitlin.
1: There, there's going to be a scene I can I can predict it and just see it now where it's it's, it's uh, Killer Frost from the back. You see her like white hair and then there's arms, you know, coming around, like grabbing her. And it's just her like making out with herself, you know, like, doing the whole like hug yourself thing. <laughs> Right, I, right right right. Yeah, I I can yeah, it's, it's it's coming. It's coming. She's got, you know, Killer Frost has a crush on Caitlin. Yeah, I mean, she she might be weird. <laughs> I don't know, man. She might
0: she might be dating herself at some point. I mean, that that was kind of an interesting uh a reveal, you know, that this was the first time uh be it because interacting with Flash Time or or what have you, that Caitlin could actually remember what happened while Killer Frost was in control and also knew what Killer Frost was feeling. You know, we've already talked yeah. about the fact that they've they've set up the idea that this is a bipolar, this is a, you know, a um a fight club type scenario. And while it's it's a little different, it's not necessarily the the direction we thought they were going in it. It's certainly the direction that they are in. And man, I've been missing this. I've been looking forward for some reveals as to what actually is going on with Caitlin and Killer Frost. And so I'm hoping this is the beginning of a plot line that'll exist throughout the the second half of the season. I'm very curious to know what's going on there Uh, you know it wasn't just about self-preservation killer frost was actually concerned about caitlin
1: yeah yeah and and it really reminded me of the uh bruce banner incredible hulk dynamic right where uh uh with with, with a slight twist to it and the twist being that uh you know hulk keeps banner alive by hulking out to keep himself alive and what seems like a more of a selfish kind of thing because the hulk is this like brooding monster but previously, Killer Frost might have been the same way where she's being very selfish and she she like, K- like Caitlyn can't die because Killer Frost dies. But the way that she said it this episode, it seemed almost sweet and endearing where it, it's like Killer Frost has this great deal of respect or, you know, or, or love or something for for Caitlyn. And uh, because of that, not necessarily her own uh, Killer Frost own self-preservation instincts, but also for a respect love whatever for caitlin to keep her alive and yeah. so that's why you know in these in times of stress or whatever she uh killer frost persona pops out to protect caitlin not to protect killer frost to protect caitlin so that's the difference between the bruce banner hulk thing right which i thought was a really neat take on that that's something that we hadn't seen in killer frost before and it's something that we hadn't seen uh with those kind of character dynamics before so i agree with you though i'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what's going on i'm, I'm kind of guessing there might be some kind of personality merge thing going on and we have like you know I uh, hope that's the case.
0: Like, I, I really, you know, that that would be great. Cause I, I, I'm not a huge fan of the bipolar. Like, I, I find that less interesting than it actually being Caitlyn.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. It, it's, it's, you know, it, it's more interesting just to have her be a character that kind of embodies uh, both of those things. I, I, I'm picturing in my head a, a rogue style white streak in her hair when the when the the thing is complete, and so it's Caitlyn with frost powers. And oh, a little bit, like a little bit of an attitude from from uh, Killer Frost. Oh, you know what? It could. Uh, have you seen Westworld? Uh, I've only seen the first episode, so don't spoil it.
0: Oh, okay, well, in that case, I cannot tell you what I wanted to say yeah. because, like, <laughs> all right. Well, well, for those that have seen Westworld, you remember the thing about the thing at the end of the thing. Like, what if they did something like that? With, oh, um, the thing with the thing. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I don't want to spoil it for you. Westworld's amazing. I just got done rewatching it a second time, which you must do after you watch it. For you the first time because it's a whole different experience. Watching Man, it I a have to
1: time. finish Punisher. Jessica Jones, drop uh, Punisher.
0: I, I need to start Jessica Jones. I'm I'm behind on that. I just found out that uh, Victoria Cartagena is in Jessica Jones. Victoria he, Cartagena. Uh, uh, Victoria Cartagena, a friend friend of uh, Potestary. She was a. Uh, a guest back oh, yeah, when we did yeah, the yeah. Gotham podcast.
1: Yeah, Gotham podcast. That's
0: right. Yeah, she she sent uh, she sent us little Batman booties for when my daughter was born. But anyway, yeah. So that's that's a bunch of other shows. Let's get back to the Flash man. So yeah, in the midst of this crisis, Barry uh, has this idea. He asked Jesse to go and get Jay. We now have three Flashes teaming up on this project, and you know Jay is kind of the voice of wisdom. You know Barry gets this idea. Oh, you know let's let's toss it into the Speed Force, and Jay's like no 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 no. It's this ain't just about us. Like if you take out the speed force, you take out every single speedster across all realities. Like, you know, we I, I want to save your city, but we put the multiverse at risk. And on top of that, and I love they pointed this out, it's like taking away a force of nature. You know, if you think about the idea that the speed force exists as kind of this cosmic connection of, of time, like this almost like uh, the spiritual plane, this elemental plane that's that's holding things. It's, it'd be like eradicating fire or eradicating water eradicating like ice or, or wind or, or earth or, you know, some,
1: something of say that something nation. more along the lines of like, you know, the, the strong nuclear force or the weak nuclear force or electromagnetism yeah. or gravity, or right?
0: Gravity, exactly. I mean, like, so you can't like to, to put all of existence at risk for this one city is, you know, it, it makes sense that Barry would want to do that. And it makes sense that Jay would shut that down. And so that was a great use of those characters and, you know, with the experience kind of talking into the the emotional impact of what's going on. I can't remember if it was Jay or Jesse, but uh, it's probably Jesse who suggested that they needed to try to overload it with their lightning. Um, So they run around, they throw their lightning. And of course, you know, at that moment, it does start catching up with Jay and he starts losing and uh, of course, you know, removes himself or, or rather he gets removed from flash time because you know he, he's not as young as he used to. He's you know he's probably you know, dang legs. you know? <laughs> so uh, it's it's caught up with him. Uh now at that moment I was kind of like, huh? If only there was another speedster. You oh need my gosh! This speedsters. entire
1: episode, <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I was like, oh cool, Jay's out. Just go get Wally. Or I was like, oh, like, Jesse's there. Go get Wally. You need three? Okay, go get Wally. Just go get, just go get Wally. <laughs> you know? Well, I, I was shocked they
0: didn't acknowledge it because they, you know, even when Jesse showed up with the box, you know, Barry stuck out his head and was like, Wally's not here. Uh, and that was kind of the, the, the underlying theme of the entire episode. Why isn't Wally here? <laughs> yes,
1: yes. When he, when, she, like, when he mentioned Wally, I was like, Wally's not here. And like Jesse was there. And I was like, oh, maybe there's going to be. You know uh, a Wally Jesse reunion, and then I remember that Jesse's going to be on Legends, so that's going to happen there most likely.
0: Okay, so here's here's my thought on this, and this I mean it's a little it doesn't quite hold up, but my thought is perhaps the idea that for them to go run go get Wally would wait like would use up more time, and that Speedster would likely not have the energy needed to do what was done by the time they brought Wally back. So they'd just be cha- trading out one speedster for another as opposed to having three speedsters together at
1: that point. Uh, counterpoint? Jesse yeah. ran all the way
0: to... All the way to Earth 3. It. Yeah, no, you're exactly yeah. right. And that's, that's the problem with, with that line of thought. Now, I would make the argument that that actually happened earlier in the scenario. So perhaps you know she did have that energy at that window, but at this point we're talking about at the very tail end here. So you know she had the energy to run to Earth 3 then. She doesn't have it now. Also, she fades out before... Barry does, so it may have been that running two or three that that you know couldn't uh, did not allow her to keep up with Barry. Now it also could be the fact that Barry supercharged, but one way or the other, that the Wally factor is something that I'm kind of surprised they didn't address. Now, the other thing too is he's not the only speedster that's out there either. In fact, this episode we got a ton of mentions of Thawne. Like Thawne has been all but forgotten since Earth X up until this episode. Like I feel like his name was mentioned like three or four times throughout the episode.
1: Well, yeah, there's uh, the one bit uh, when you're talking about uh, Jay refusing to let Barry put the bomb into the Speed Force. You know, when when Jay says, "Oh, it'll destroy all the Speedsters," and Barry mentions Thawne, it's like even Eobard, He's like, "Yeah, but destroying all the evil Speedsters is still bad. Like it's all the Speedsters, good or bad, it doesn't matter. It's bad. <laughs> I won't right, let you do right. that." And so. I really liked that Barry mentioned Eobard right in that moment because it it, it shows mm. that Eobard is still on Barry's mind, and that it's not like, you know, yes, yeah, like th- this this is this is truly a a nemesis for Barry, and so that was a really nice little you know nudge there that hey. Barry hadn't forgotten about Eobard, and I can That's guarantee so you Eobard good. hadn't forgotten about Barry. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, even though he's not physically present, he is present because he's yes. there in, in the back of Barry's mind. I love that, man. That's so good. But I actually thought that perhaps they might go and get Eobard because at that point in the episode, you know, it's it's kind of late in the game. If, if Wally was going to be here, he would have been here earlier because that would have been your big moment to get four speedsters on screen, uh, even though Bart's not here having Jesse as kind of a, a stand in. Uh, would it would have been a big moment? So the fact that that wasn't played up or wasn't advertised, you know, I knew he wasn't he wasn't going to be there. But given the fact they mentioned Thawne so much, I thought Barry might actually go and try to recruit Thawne and talk, you know, fi- find him, go recruit him for this and and try it. But alas, I guess we don't technically know where Thawne is, so that doesn't make a lot of sense. But I, I would not be surprised if. Uh Ibar doesn't maybe pop up here in the next couple of episodes, given how much he was mentioned in this one
1: uh it would be neat to see, but I doubt it all right well, all
0: right so so man, that gets to uh the 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 big heart of of this episode so Barry has gone through people have been dropping like flies he's he's attempted a lot of different things, and he is kind of realizing this moment where it ain't gonna work like the city's about to blow, he doesn't have it much longer in him, and you know he even he looks at Joe. For a brief moment. And I remember I was like, oh, hey, it's Joe. Joe doesn't really do anything other than just, like, freeze for pretty much the
1: entire episode. But he's there. At least we get for a chance to see episode. him. another episode. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's
0: right. Uh, but anyway, so, you know, he, he kind of looks at him. And it's almost like this kind of look, like, do I use this energy to, like, have a last minute with Joe? Because you know he's going to Iris. you like, yeah. aside from the fact that that was the first episode of the, or first moment of the, the episode, you know he's going to Iris. But does he trade off time that he could spend with Iris? for a few moments with with Joe he says no he chooses his wife i think that was you know a very mature moment but he also takes the time to like look at him and apologize uh, even though they don't necessarily have this dialogue he goes to Star Labs he pulls Iris in and they you know man all right so this i, I, I can i just say man this this scene spoke to me and and part of the reason this spoke to me is i i I'll, I'll get a little I'll get a little real with you man so you know we we've got we've got our um we just celebrated our uh ten year wedding anniversary my wife Ooh. and i and a a few few days ago we celebrated uh my eldest's five year old birthday and we, we and we're going into this phase in life where we are about to be parents longer than we have been uh not parents in in the in the lifespan of our marriage and and it's one of these things where you know we've been we've been really you know like man you got the kids you got you know we both have work you know the schedules and everything else and like you finding the time to spend t- together is so difficult. It gets more and more difficult as life goes on. And and so like, you know, we've been struggling with kind of finding these moments and everything else. And a lot of what they were talking about spoke very specifically to some stuff that we were you know discussing between the two of us in the last couple of days. And and so like seeing them having that moment at the end. And she's like, you know, this isn't what I wanted, but you know, and like, they're just, Oh my gosh, yeah. the chemistry of these two, the love, the passion. Oh my goodness, man. Like I was, I'm not saying I was crying. But I was <laughs> choked up, man. <laughs> like, it was so beautiful and so real. And that's what I loved. I mean, like, there's so much to love about this episode. But they took this fantastic moment. I mean, fantastic in terms of, like, the super, you know, OMG science and everything else that's going on around this and the nuclear explosion and everything else. And so, like, the, the circumstances are fantastic. But they take this small moment to get really real and touch on something that is extremely relatable to to anybody that's been in, in their shoes and just have this just I don't know this this precious moment of connection. And it it just had so much heart to the episode. And it and fantastic, by the way. I mean I Candace, you know, so you know we we, we mentioned of course uh uh HD Wells, Harrison Wells, Tom Kavanaugh. Tom Kavanaugh hitting it out of the park with his emotional moment. Man, C- Candace did the same thing with Iris this one when she just looks at him and she talks about like this wasn't what I had in mind, but, and then she just looks at it. There's so much love in her eyes. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm gushing, but I really did love that scene D- done with gush. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but yes. So bell, what did you think about that?
1: Uh Yeah, no, it, it definitely, it was, uh, it was, it was quite a moment and uh it was, it was beautiful to see it between them. And, you know, it's, yeah, it's one of those things where it's, you know, Iris is like, they've been wanting some time together and granted, this isn't exactly what she had in mind, but what she say, every, you know, any moment spent with you is, is great. And so, uh, yeah. It was it was a beautiful moment. It was touching, and of course, you know they they mentioned the lightning rod. They mentioned they said uh, it.
0: They said it. They said the lightning
1: they actually rod. Actually said it. Yeah, they, they actually, actually said, said it. Said it. Oh! Yeah, yeah. I, I knew I knew you were gonna have that reaction. I knew you were gonna yes! have that reaction. Uh, but yeah, they they actually said it. We 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 talked about this innumerable times on this show how Barry, uh how Iris is Barry's lightning rod, and they finally actually said it. And so, uh, you know, and and and, it, and it's and it's hilarious because like that phrase was the linchpin of how to solve the problem of the episode yes yes (laughs) and so vindication at last here at flash tv talk where uh you know what we've been touting and what comic book fans all over the world have been touting is that you know that iris is is, uh and think the comics themselves have mentioned it where you know iris is barry's lightning rod and finally the the show acknowledges that in a very concrete manner and and, uh, and of course that's exactly what uh what let's bury figure out uh or I, I, iris actually figure out iris is the one who comes up with the idea uh w- which was also another great thing to have you know iris come up with the with the plan and and the idea to uh to to fix everything and so yeah it was it was super awesome really excited to see that and and, and i and i i i completely predicted in your in in my head what your reaction to that would be and it was, it was <laughs> and it was exactly yeah. what i thought <laughs>
0: I, I, I saw Twitter, so this I, I unfortunately was not able I was I was kinda kicking myself the next day because I wasn't able to watch this episode live. And so I intentionally stayed off of Twitter and Facebook because I didn't want to be spoiled on anything. But after I finished the episode I, I scrolled through Twitter, I was like, Yep, yeah, Twitter pretty much you know, anticipated my reaction to that moment. Yep, yep. So, uh but yeah, man, that, that was that was great. Uh okay, so you know, see so you mentioned it. The solution comes in the form of the uh, the cork uh, sphere that they use to trick the Speed Force to get Barry out at the beginning of the episode. Uh, Barry goes in, finds it, grabs it, throws it out at the thing. The Speed Force overloads the bomb. Uh, someone set us up. The bomb boom, zig, and the day is saved.
1: Now, Omg, Speed Force belt doesn't that cause a bit of a problem well so that's what i was that's what i was thinking and then like uh in the summary that we pulled it said that he threw the spear back of the sphere back into the speed force but i don't remember him doing anything like that so to me maybe the maybe the the speed force lightning destroyed the sphere and fulfilled the requirement or maybe by destroying the sphere the speed force is no longer looking for barry because they think they've destroyed him i don't know like i really don't know And, and that would make sense Given what we know about what's going to happen next episode, so maybe it's something to do with this the the Speed Force destroying the sphere has also messed up uh, Barry's link with the Speed Force.
0: Okay, that would make some sense, especially as you say with what we know with next episode. I I, I kind of saw it as yeah, this is kind of how I headcaned my way around it is that basically the lightning because you know the the lightning that we saw was kind of the the Speed Force prison, so you could kind of tell what was natural Speed Force forces kind of the the prison. Speed Force and and kind of the the darker bluish, uh, uh lightning that, that that followed the uh, the ball. I thought perhaps maybe the prison was what was used to overload the bomb, and so like they kind of canceled each other out. You know what I mean? Like so so the prison's no longer looking for Barry because the prison no longer exists because it was expunged in the midst of that explosion. So the Speed Force didn't die, but the prison did.
1: Oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, that like, but
0: but. They didn't state that. That's like yeah. I said, just head-canonning my way around it.
1: Yeah, 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 but I I mean I I think it's going to have something personally to do with Barry uh and uh, just just from, you know, knowing what we know about next week's episode, uh I'm I'm going to guess that that is directly the reason why we're going to see what happens next episode and I I I'm I'm just I'm maybe the prison is still there, maybe I don't know, but it's yeah, it's it's kind of a loose end that the episode didn't really tie up well. But then again, there's next episode and maybe that's where they'll actually uh, explain what, what's going down.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, at the end of the episode, Jay says he's heading back to his earth. He also implies that, you know, he's, he's going to start kind of taking a seat back and he's going to take on a protege. Now, Belle, that is going to bring us to this week's Speedster Speculation.
1: But first, Bell. How do you feel about doing your taxes? Oh my gosh, this year is going to be so bad. I don't want to do them. Well,
0: it it is tough when you don't make any money. (laughs) Right. (laughs) No, man. I know know you're making the big bucks. You're over in Austin, Texas. You got, uh, you know, you, you probably got your hands in a lot of things that are going on, or maybe you just got the one job. But one way or the other,
1: I have a very doing diverse tax- portfolio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, no matter how diverse your uh, portfolio or or simple it may be, uh, it's always best when you've got somebody that's an expert doing it for you, and that's why we recommend EquityCPA.com/taxes. Flat fee pricing with no added costs or any additional forums. Very trustworthy and secure. EquityCPA.com/taxes. We'll get you set up this year to make sure that you are getting the tax returns that you need. We all need a little extra cash, God knows I do. So uh, check out the good folks at EquityCPA.com/taxes and let them know you heard about them on Flash TV Talk by using the code Flash TV Talk, and uh, that that'll get you twenty percent off discount. So do it, do it today. That's EquityCPA.com/taxes. slash All right, man. So Jay has got
1: a proto. J.
0: Yeah, see what I
1: did there. I I did. I did.
0: All right. So it, it's it's clear that he's at least got somebody in mind because they kind of made a big deal about the fact that it was a her. He didn't say a them. He specified this is a this is a her. And even Iris kind of has a moment where she's kind of wondering who this might be. So I'm kind of curious, man. You know, who who uh who do you think? the produce jay maybe
1: uh could it possibly be this mysterious girl that we've seen like multiple times this season i don't I know don what's she doing what's she doing with the the scary face at the end of the episode See, that was the one thing that threw me off about this whole thing was that like you know the meeting she was all like bubbly and stuff and then she got this kind of like sinister look in her eyes like at the end of that meeting and i couldn't tell if it was her just being like Eh, it went bad. It didn't look like a disappointed face. It looked like a, eh, you know, I'm like going to like, you know, kill people face and, and you know, no! scary face. Yeah. No,
0: no, Dawn's not going to kill people. So, so, I know, but, so, but the, so, face, the
1: face looked sinister. It did. It looked sinister.
0: I think it's a red herring. Now, every single time I say something's a red herring, it ends up being the exact thing. But I think this, this <laughs> time it actually is a red herring. Like, for one thing, that's got to be Dawn. Like, she's got, it. and if, first of all, if it's Dawn, then that's, then it's definitely a red herring because Dawn's not going to be evil. Yeah. Dawn, uh, and by the way, and, you know, I, I try to be cognizant of that, right? Like, every single episode is potentially somebody's first listening. And if you're not familiar who uh, Dawn Allen is, she is the daughter of uh, Barry Allen and Iris West. And so we here at Flash TV Talk strongly believe since the moment that she showed up during the, uh, the crossover that she is Barry and Iris's daughter from the future who, for whatever reason, is come back to the present. Uh, we don't know why. We know that she's been bumping into Team Flash. She's been kind of fangirling out a lot around these people. This is the first time that she fangirled out, but she didn't uh <gasps> Belle. What? I just realized something. What? Okay, so she didn't she fangirled out a little bit, but then she kind of gave him a look. But remember, who was she giving looks down to? Well, she also name dropped Killer Frost at the table. That's what I'm saying. So she was so she wasn't just get, like, so maybe the mean look. Maybe she's being mean girls because it's not the fact that they're Team Flash good guys. It's because they're villains. Because you know Harrison Wells looks a lot like uh, you know looks a lot like Eobard
1: at this stage in the game,
0: and then also uh, and then also Killer Frost. So maybe she is good. Well, but Harrison
1: Wells doesn't exist on Earth too. Well,
0: but you, but, see, but she's she's operating on future knowledge. Who knows who knows what she knows at this point in, in time. Also, she showed up. Remember, she showed up during the crisis which is when Eobard Wells, (laughs) H.G. Eobard, came back in the form, you know, wearing the face of, of Harrison Wells.
1: That's true. That's true.
0: So I'm saying, like, she's staring down, in her mind, potentially two villains. So her evil look is not an evil look. It's just a serious hero face look. It's Don Allen, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sticking to it. And, by the way, yes, I think that perhaps Don Allen may be Jay's future protege.
1: I, I, yeah, I think that's a definite possibility. Especially, you know, all the hints that we've gotten where it's going to be a girl. Uh, we've seen this girl. We think the girl is Dawn. Dawn's a speedster. It all makes sense. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say yeah, it's most likely what it's going to be.
0: All right, I'll throw you a curveball though. So, knowing what we know, and by the way, I mean like. Everybody's aware of what's going to happen next episode, right? Like, did they did they show it in the preview? Because I have yet to see the preview for next episode. They did. Okay, all right. So we know that Iris is getting Barry's powers. Like, we know that she's about to go, you know, full on Flash Iris. And I can't. I'm I'm stoked for that. I've been looking for Iris, dude. (laughs) Flyris. It's gonna happen. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Could it be foreshadowing? Maybe Jay is actually going to be a mentor to Iris during the next episode.
1: The proto Jay that Jay is referencing. No, because he's training a replacement for Earth 2, and Iris isn't going to be a replacement Flash for Earth 2.
0: All right, all right. Fair enough. I just, I, 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 it was kind of a devil's advocate. I know that's not going to happen, but I just want to throw it out there. Because, I mean, you know, yep. new Flash on the scene uh, here in just a, a week's time, so uh, who knows what will happen. Now, Bell, I did something kind of different this episode. I actually, before uh, we recorded, I actually pitched out letting people know what our speedster speculation was going to be about this week to kind of gather up some different thoughts from uh, from the listeners. And uh, so here's what we got from over on Twitter. Funko Concepts tweeted in, said the, that my money is on Don Allen really hoping for the Tornado Twins story arc. We also had AlfMail21, who tweeted in saying, maybe it's Jesse Quick. He says, I doubt whether it will be a speedster that we have not seen before. Uh, and then also RedBlued on Twitter said, I honestly hope that it's Carrie Allen from Earth3839 so a hmm. lot of great lot of great theories out there man
1: yeah it's it's always interesting to me though because like you know they, there's the multiverse in the comics and then there's 52 earths that we have on the show and to hear somebody from earth 38 39 it's like why would they number it that shouldn't it just be like 1 through 52 <laughs>
0: yeah well so that's the thing i mean the 50 the idea of 52 earths is a relatively new concept in the dc universe yeah. like you know originally it was an infinite amount of universes and i i you know there, there's something kind of clean and tidy about there only being 52, but there's also something way more fun and exciting about there literally being an infinite amount of Earths out there. So, oh, for sure. Yeah. I You know, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So it could be that uh, it's it's actually just Earth 38 or Earth 39. <laughs> if Yeah, <they> right. <laughs> to go that, that route. But uh, we, we shall see what we shall see. Yeah. Uh-huh, you know Hi, this is John Wesley Ship, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow, red and yellow. Hello. Oh,
1: no. all, all right, man, we got some great listener feedback in. First one in is from Will. What did Will have to say? Did anyone else notice that Wells' mind reading invention had the Brainiac symbol on it? The three lights in a triangle. Also, what was up with, quote, Dawn interrupting Wells and Caitlin? Hmm, Brainiac 5, maybe? No, Will. Will's been
0: Will's been pushing this Brainiac theory for quite some time.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's a Brainiac. I mean, I, I think it's a nod to Brainiac, but there's not going to be any sort of link to Brainiac on the Flash. I, yeah. I, I, I feel like that's a, a certainty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I just, I would be shocked. Yeah, I just, I can't see it happening. But, but I'm uh, props to you, Will, for sticking with your <laughs> with your theory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, gonna, you're gonna ride that Hindenburg all the way through the season. I'm, I'm all for you, man. Uh, we also got Michael Joyner who wrote in, he said, this was the most intense episode of the entire series. While knowing Barry would somehow find a way out, there was still an immense amount of tension. The emotion that Gustin put into those scenes was great and the character building was spot on. Might be my favorite episode. And Michael, man, I'm right there with you. It's certainly one of my favorite episodes of the entire
1: series. Yep, for sure.
0: Also, man, we got one from uh, Hiram Reed, our new patron. Uh, props to superhero Hiram. What did, what did Hiram have to say? Uh,
1: they wrote, I wonder how this episode will track on Bell's Flash speed tracker. The Flash ran to Star Labs and back twice in a fraction of a fraction of a millisecond. Is that faster than watching lightning from the sky? Hiram, you're absolutely right. It is incredibly fast. Uh, it, for, for an explosion like a nuclear bomb to, uh, to be frozen in time like that, the speed that you have to go at i mean i can't even it's 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 just astronomical and uh i'm going to post this out on our facebook page there's a there's a youtube channel that i found that kind of goes and breaks down various scenes from the flash and you know given given distances and times extrapolates the exact speed the flash is going and they they've done it for a couple different things and it it's a really neat uh little breakdown and and, and i enjoy it so i'm going to i'm going to share that out for you guys to see yeah, I can't wait to see that guy's interpretation of this because it's it's going to be... Yeah, it's just fast. It's really, really, really freaking fast.
0: <laughs> you know, I liked how when Barry was running, like running fast inside uh, Flash Time, how it was like he was like struggling, like he was almost like pushing against. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was so cool. He was reaching the <laughs> limit of his speed, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. I You know, so I, I was concerned because, you know, Bell, you you, you know can be a little nitpicky sometimes when it comes to physics and omg science and such yeah and and, uh, to your credit it's always very interesting when the professor comes in and teaches us some stuff about how this thing works but i was a little like there were moments for example when he was writing up on the board and it made a big deal about him dropping the uh the marker and you know you, you know that technically he shouldn't be able to drop the marker the marker should probably like float in air in flash time you know, not be beholden to gravity and that sort of thing. Well, but
1: I I didn't care. It, it it most likely would like combust at the speed at which he's writing on the board. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Or just that's melt true. or something. But you know, I mean, it it, it could be the same thing where they're uh, when they move the bomb, the bomb would move uh, relative to them, so that it would just detonate. Maybe the marker is kind of in flash time. I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Hmm. Although that would have been a really a really keen attention to detail for them to leave something like that, where he just like leaves it, scratches his head, comes back and grabs it because it wouldn't have had any time to fall. <laughs> that would have been that would have been really, really cool. That would have been good, man.
0: All right. We also got an iTunes review in from uh Britrum.
1: Uh what did Britram say? Great Flash podcast. Excellent work on a weekly basis, even when the TV show is a bit weak. Thanks, guys. Well Britrum, thanks so much. We really appreciate that. And uh yeah, this this week was not a weak week. It was not. It was a great week and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And I'm, you know, I'm hoping that the rest of the season it's gonna be hard to top that, but let's let's hope they do it,
0: yeah, man I mean uh, it did it kind of restored my faith a little bit in this season um you know there i I've made uh you know no 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 secret about kind of the the qualms that I've had with how they've handled certain things with this season, and you know, I was actually walking away from last week's episode, thinking, man, gosh there's we, we got how many more episodes to go before we get done like i I was really like for the first time almost kind of begrudging going into the, the the show. And then this episode happened, and I'm like, oh, man, no, I'm back here for this. This is exactly what I'm all about. This is exactly what I love about this show. Wrapped up into one great episode. And, uh, yeah, it really it breathes some life into what's going on. It allows for these great character moments, especially with characters who have been on the back end for the majority of the season. And so, yeah, it was it was brilliant, hopefully starting a lot of new storylines that will continue through on the second half of the season and more of this please it was epic it was great it was emotional uh and it was definitely by far one of my favorite uh, favorite episodes of the entire series uh well hey we love to hear from you guys so uh keep up uh, with us help let us know what you thought about this episode what you're thinking about this season what theories you have going forward you can follow us on twitter at flash tv talk or you can follow our personal accounts i'm the real beau york on twitter or bell is at
1: ring that bell. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at That's podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R Y.com. And for the latest news and daily discussions on all things Flash, be sure to like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash flash TV talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach for providing our awesome music. You can check out the rest of his stuff at soundcloud.com slash charliebach. And, of course, we are a member of the DC TV Talk
0: Network. Check out DCTVTalk.com for all the latest and greatest in DCTV podcasts. It's a great thing to do. DCTVTalk.com. Shout out once more to those of you supporting us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Talk. You're the reason why we're able to come and create this content for you every single week that there's an episode of The Flash. Uh, join the patrons. Get some additional content along the way. Patreon.com slash Talk is the place to do it. That's going to do it for us for this week. So until next week. We'll be back in a flash.